Welcome back to Flower Film Show. I'm Isaac Sims. Join with me is sorry, I cut you off. You can no, it's okay. Yourself. I was just gonna say <laughs> I'm I'm Olivia Clement. I didn't know if we were going like a back and forth or if you were just gonna introduce me. And mm-hmm. here we are. Yeah, my co-host Olivia Clement. Clement, how's it going? It's pretty good. How are you, Sims? Doing good. Doing good. Um, we are. I feel like both of us are feeling pretty good about life. Um, neither of us are working tomorrow, which right. is nice because we're recording this. The night the premiere of Hawkeye mm-hmm. uh, aired Wednesday, December twenty fourth. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. December, yeah. So, sorry, <laughs> been a long week. It's been a long week, even even for me. I haven't worked this week, but it still has felt like a long week. So yes. yeah, November twenty fourth. Anyway, but uh, yeah, no. We're what are you drinking there? I'm drinking a Dos Equis. What are you drinking? Oh, I love Dos Equis. It's the so amber or the regular uh the regular okay yeah the regular okay i'm drinking a uh mother's brewing company winter grind it's a coffee stout i cannot do coffee stouts i've I, tried i couldn't for a long time and i really like this is like one of the only stouts that i can okay do. i i just can't do it i yep yeah one of our friends uh who you'll probably figure out who it is because this guy loves stouts and has always loved stouts and, and he loves tried coffee to get too me, right he loves coffee yeah. and has always tried to get me into coffee stouts he would come over all the time senior year and have a new coffee stout to try and every time it was so gross <laughs> it's an interesting it's an interesting place you have to be in because you can't be too full from a meal mm-hmm. because stouts are always really thick and sweet and um you obviously can't usually don't drink beer in the morning um unless it's a weekend so it has to be evening i don't know it's just it's like a weird it's a weird thing but i i just i have a lot of stouts right now so <laughs> like just chipping away at them uh every other night or so but um yeah so we're drinking beer we're having fun we're going to talk about hawkeye um we're do you like hawkeye hoodies we're both wearing gray hoodies that's crazy yeah <laughs> Sorry to to go back to the original purpose of this this podcast, yes. uh, not not a beer podcast. Yeah, uh, I did like Hawkeye. What did you think? I really really liked it. I'm very excited to talk to you about it. Yes, excited to record another episode. The last one that we did was Eternals, and yes. we are going to do something other other than related to the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe at some point. Um, we need to regroup with our producer and eric and do some do some non mcu stuff but this was a huge breath of fresh air i'm very excited to talk to you about hawkeye tonight um before we get into that i want to remind everyone olivia and i are going to cover not every single episode of hawkeye but we are going to cover the somewhat midway point uh episode four which is airing on december 8th so you will have an episode that night uploaded or the morning of the 9th and the finale, which is going to air on December 15th. So you can have, you. there will be two more Hawkeye episodes coming December 8th and December 15th. We're also going to cover Spider-Man No Way Home. And that episode is going to air the day after its release on December 18th. So that's everything we have in the can yeah. right now. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of Marvel stuff, but I'm excited about it. So, but speaking of, spider-man have you seen the newest trailer yes i watched it okay. right before we hopped on here um yeah tell me well, your thoughts t- well tell me your thoughts 
because I kind of just did a lot of talking. I need to take a drink of my stout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drink drink your stout. I uh, well, okay. So it's it seems like what they're getting at is Peter is going to have to kill all these villains from the other universe, right? Uh, that's what Doctor Strange. It seems like they're getting at with Doctor Strange saying that they all died fighting Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that's going to be the big, I guess, moral dilemma that that Peter is going to have to face in addition to trying to figure out and navigate what it means now that people know that he's Peter. But I guess, I guess in the first trailer we saw, he goes to Doctor Strange and that's how Doctor Strange gets tied in because he tries to get Doctor Strange to do a spell yep. to reverse everyone's knowledge of him as peter and there's going to be some like doctor strange-esque scenes with the parallel dimension or what is it called the mirror universe is that what it's called yeah i don't know it's been so long since i've seen doctor strange that i've I've forgotten what it's called um where it folds in on itself and there's like all these kind of like like physics defying uh feats Mm -hmm. happening um which has led some people to speculate that doctor strange is going to be an antagonist of some kind um because if you think about it, it's it seems like he might have understood the implications of casting a spell that makes everyone forget who Peter Parker is and, and if that would set everything off or if it's going to tie into Loki and all that stuff. Like I was kind of, I was disheartened because I really, really, really wanted to see Toby and Andrew mm-hmm. show up in this trailer and they did not. I, I think I would have actually been disappointed if we got to see them this early. And I, it was I wouldn't for have. Sure. I would have been like, let's go. Let's go. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. Fair enough. But I think, uh, that, I think the reason why I was disappointed I didn't see them uh, on top of uh, the other thing, the bigger problem, not, not just that, is that we don't, we don't know what's going to happen in this trailer or like in this movie from this trailer. You get right. a sense of what is going to happen in Far From Home. Not that we know everything that happens, but we know like Peter's going overseas. He's going on a trip. There's going to be a villain. Mm-hmm. And he's with this girl, this girl that he likes. And it's going to go from there. Mm-hmm. We have like, we know that everyone knows who he is. He's trying to reverse it. And then a bunch of bad guys come. And it's really nebulous because we just don't know what's going to happen because we know how critical the point is right now where the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe is. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, as as we've talked about with Eternals, with Loki, I mean, with everything we've talked about this, this year as far as like, Marvel content is concerned is what sort of implications does this have on the, the timeline and on the Marvel Universe? Because... Doctor Strange is going in, screwing up everyone's memories, and then it looks like Peter Parker screws up the spell that's supposed to take away everyone's memories, yep. which then enters, you know, inner Doc Ock and the rest of the the villains that we've seen in in previous Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. And so, how how are they going to tie in together? Are, are we going to finally get the multiverse? Mm-hmm. It looks like that is going to be the case. Are we finally going to get a Miles Morales? Because, you know, Donald Glover's character in the very first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie 
is is Aaron Davis the Prowler who is Miles's uncle. Mm-hmm. So I mean, are we are we gonna see Miles Morales at some point? Which honestly, that's I think what I care about the most. Yep. Because I love Miles Morales. The trailer just kind of led to more questions than answers. Well, well, then questions can bring excitement. But I think once you start asking too many questions, you're just hung up on the fact that you don't have answers to those questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, that, that's just how I feel. Um, Which I think that's true of, of kind of where the MCU is at right now as a whole. Yep. I think that we, and I think I said this when we talked about Eternals is I'm, I am now just watching stuff to see like how this ties in to the greater MCU. And I'm always kind of thinking ahead of like, well, what's going to happen next? Yes. And I, I have a hard time sitting and just being excited about this thing. Yes. So totally agree. There was um not to dwell on Spider-Man, but more pivot to the point of like where the MCU is right now. Mm-hmm. Um and this it and reading this kind of calcified for me, like why why didn't that trailer excite me? This kind of like put into appropriate terms. Like, like, why wasn't this trailer exciting for me? Uh, in an article, in a GQ article, Tom Holland was talking about No Way Home. He said, uh, the, uh, the author writes, the production of No Way Home sounds like total chaos. As the first day of filming approached, several key actors hadn't signed on yet. Some people were trying to figure out whether they wanted to do it, and we needed all of them or none. <laughs> I.e., <laughs> Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, possibly Emma Stone, and Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Yeah. Um, uh, the movie was reportedly going to be released after the upcoming Doctor Strange sequel. But when that film was delayed by COVID, it was decided that No Way Home would go first, requiring major changes to the plot. Um, and even once filming was underway, the script was being rewritten on an almost daily basis. You could ask the director, John Watts, what happens in act three and his responsibility, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> and that's, that makes so much sense because I was like, is this like, does this movie know what it wants to be? Or was it like, are they still fixing stuff in post? Like that, that's, that's kind of the feeling that I got from it. But I was like, no, they all Marvel always knows. Um, but the, Do I guess they? the, I think so. I think so okay. for the most part. And I think okay. that this is a critical point because a um Spider-Man is not owned by Marvel. Right. Um so that but there's that agreement although Sony's going to be launching all their uh silly Spider-Man villain Sinister 6 universe that's going to like parallel the MCU. Um but then also like Eternals didn't do that well this year and there's kind of like I I think that it's been like like you had like everything that's come this year, box office wise, Shang Chi and Black Widow did well. Eternals is doing well even, but Eternals was really divisive, um, and kind of like not a great way, um, in the way that, like Shang Chi was like I feel I feel like garnered positive word of mouth and people mm-hmm. were going to see it in theaters, but sh- but Eternals was not that way, um. And a couple hit or miss shows. Some were good. Some were not as good. Um, what if we didn't cover? We I won't speak to that. Um, but yeah, it's the MCU is in a really interesting place right now, and I think that's why I'm not worried. 
um from a stand from a story point because this is owned by like the the biggest <laughs> media entertainment conglomerate in the world and they mm-hmm. don't need our sympathy as far as finances go um but story-wise i was kind of like this may not work moving forward you know what i mean what are yeah, your thoughts and, well and like what does it mean if it doesn't and i sent i sent you an article today i don't know if you read it uh that is written by this uh this kind of film critic show critic that i follow on twitter and she was talking about how it's always like you're just kind of always looking forward to the next thing like you have you can't really sit and enjoy what it is and and i think that that's the case for like spider-man is yeah it's cool because you're bringing in all these like different like these old characters and 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 in the hopes that we're going to see toby Maguire and andrew garfield as spider-man but i mean we have s- sat here and talked for how long thinking about how is this going to impact the rest of the mcu and and we that's all we're talking about is, is what's going to happen. How is it going to work? Is it going to work? What happens if it doesn't? Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, it's kind of exhausting sometimes. It is exhausting. Um, and I think that's why I'm, well, two things. One, Eternals, not as a whole, but scenes in Eternals were a huge breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um especially with certain key characters. Uh, and we discussed that a lot on that episode. Um, but two, Hawkeye is also a huge, and I, I figured it would be, um, it was a huge breath of fresh air for me. It's just as far in terms of like very tight plotting, very deliberate pacing, um, great performances. And like, Hey, we're, you know you know this guy we haven't gotten to him like a story just about him for a long time it's kind of a black widow situation almost like why are we doing it even though like he's still alive we're not going back in time before he was like killed off theoretically by by um a villain the way natasha was but you get a sense of where hawkeye is like he's physically and mentally worn down from being an Avenger for the last 10 years, he's losing his hearing. And, and then you have someone come in who's like, Oh my gosh, you're Hawkeye. You're like the coolest. And that's what has been missing from that sort of perspective has been missing from the MCU for too long. And mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's a perfect timing. Yeah. Cause I, we see, we see Kate Bishop just truly in awe of of hawkeye of clint and and we see why at the very beginning right like Mm -hmm. it the very first episode opens with with it being 2012 in new york city and the you know loki and the aliens are attacking new york city and kate bishop very well could have died and probably would have had hawkeye not stopped the alien that was like coming towards her Mm -hmm. and you see how you know at such a young age that obviously i mean i don't think it matters what age if someone saves your life you're you're pretty thankful for that but especially when she's 
I don't know, 10 probably. Um, that meant so much to her. And it, it really, I think, changed her trajectory. I think that she got into archery because of that and got into martial arts or like really got into martial arts because of mm-hmm. that and all that. And so I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know what you said that made me start talking about that. So I'm so sorry. No, yeah. And it makes sense. Cause like th- this, and it didn't really occur to me until the, that ep- the, the second episode when she's walking with him and she's saying like, your problem is branding. Like nobody knows you because <laughs> of this and that. And it's funny. Like it's funny. Like he's recognized by several people. Right. Like the LARPing people know who he is because obviously they pay attention to like the craft of sword fighting and bows and arrows and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, but like he's not instantly recognized. Some people might be like, I think that's Clinton Barton. Like, or, I think that's Hawkeye. Like, but he, right. he's, he's not like, like Steve Rogers would be, everyone would be like, oh my gosh, Steve Rogers is right there. And it's like a huge crowd, right. you know, but right. nobody really knows Hawkeye. <laughs> and I and I like that they lean into that in a really d- subtle way that's very effective. Right. Because like at one point you hear a little boy go, mommy, mommy, look, a superhero. And they turn around and he runs over to, who who was it? ant-man it was like Ant-Man random, and Katniss it, yeah day. and she and yeah Kate goes oh look there's you and he goes nope that's Kat- Katniss Everdeen yep. um which is funny because I wasn't expecting I, I think I saw that clip beforehand but it was funny because I wasn't expecting a reference to the Hunger Games yep mostly because I wasn't sure if Disney owned the rights to to that i can't remember what studio they own the rights it. to the conversation that you and I are having right now they, so. they own the rights to <laughs> everything including our souls yeah yeah my home Um, loan is like actually made out to disney to to walt disney himself yeah Yeah. the the brain the severed (laughs) walt disney it's like yeah frozen it's on ice yeah yeah exactly (laughs) um yes and i so okay we start from there um start the beginning we kind of get we get where she is what what were your what are your feelings about jeremy renner Hawkeye I think we've talked about Jeremy Renner have we did we talk like on air about Jeremy Renner recently I don't remember I don't know off the top of my head but I know that we did and I I bet it was off off microphone um he's been kind of like a controversial figure in the last I would say couple years because some stuff happened, some uh, allegations of abuse uh, mm-hmm. from his ex-wife, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, oh, man, they were going to film Hawkeye. It had been announced and people were wondering whether or not they were going to Disney was going to drop him. And mm-hmm. they didn't. Um, and I don't know We're he's an interesting person. Um, he, he's been he's like inappropriate. Weird dude. Yes, he's weird. He's been inappropriately, you know, um, you know, pegged as a leading man in Hollywood. And although like Hurt Locker, mm-hmm. great. Which is good. Yeah. 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 But after that, people were like, oh, like let's put the, the guy from Hurt Locker in it and in this in the movie and um in Avengers. And then he got sidelined from there. And yeah. Well and I think we also I think we did talk about this to a certain extent on Mike, because I know at one point we talked about because he he was in a Bourne movie, right? He led the Bourne legacy. Um, yeah, which 
did I think did well at the box office, but people didn't receive him as a new Jason Bourne esque figure. But he's like a physical, physically intimidating actor. Um, and then I think it was he was kind of poised to take over Mission Impossible, and that didn't happen. He's now he like a always sidelined character in that franchise. I did not know that about the Mission Impossible franchise. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't really care for him. Also, again, I think he's kind of a weirdo outside of the fact that he, and I guess I shouldn't, shouldn't just jump to the conclusion that he does for sure, or he has for sure been abusive, but those allegations are there mm-hmm. and I don't want to overlook those. He also had, has like attempted to, to be some sort of like musician if it, it, seriously have you listened to any of his songs no and okay, but so i knew I, he had an app and it was all renner it was like renner fans or something yeah um, he had an app his so the only reason i know his song like any of his music is because there was on, it was on a i think a jeep commercial mm-hmm. and it was like a mix this is a, i this is just to, so we have an idea of how truly bad it was. This was like a mix of Nickelback and Imagine Dragons. Yep. Which are, are two bands everyone hates, but that's what it sounded like to me. It, it sounded like somewhere between Imagine Dragons and, and Nickelback. Yep. So not good, but he I, he wanted to be like a, a rock star, which I thought was weird. Um, yeah, he just, he seemed like he's like been kind of misguided. Uh, per, like with like a unclear personal vision after you know being a very famous actor um, and appearing in Oscar winning films um, mm-hmm. and then he won for the Hurt Locker right I've been kind of avoiding that because I should know that off the top of my head he... but I believe he won for it I'll look I know um, Catherine Bigelow became the first female director to win Best Director because of Hurt Locker. Yep. So that's really cool. But oh, Anthony Mackie was in that. It's just an MCU crossover. Guy Guy Pierce is in it. Everything is an MCU crossover yeah. now. Evangeline Lilly's in it. Wow, I did not know. Yeah. I forgot they were all in it. Uh I I remember watching this. I still oh. have not seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched this because this came out in 2008. I remember watching it, I think, in 2009. Mm-hmm. It was weird. I, it was one of those weird movies I watched with my parents. Yep. And I don't know why. But uh, while you're looking that up, yeah, has watch, watching this and seeing grizzled Clinton Barton kind of softened your feelings about our pal J- Jeremy Renner? No. No, not okay. really. He okay. He was nominated for best performance by an actor. Mm-hmm. He did not win. Yep. I don't I know who won. I'm not looking it up because it really doesn't matter. But all that matters is Catherine Bigel- Bigelow won for best director. That's all Amen. I care about in this moment. But uh, no, it doesn't really change my opinion on Jeremy Renner. Uh, I mean, he's he's fine as an actor. Uh, I okay so you sent me a Hawkeye comic book I did and it it's what this show is loosely based on by Matt Fraction and uh, David Aha. yes right, David Aha. yep 
you you have it right there <laughs> my my bag was right there nice it's nice. uh yeah david aha yep and so anyway one of my favorite comics that i've read hawkeye is way funnier in the in here yep. in the comics than he is than jeremy renner's portrayal of him and i think i texted that to you yesterday mm-hmm. when i was reading it but like you said it's hard to kind of match the charisma of of tony stark of robert John- downey jr i still think they could have given him a little more room but i guess they probably didn't know what they were going to do with hawkeye anyway in the first place yep like like i mean honestly like with black widow they didn't know what they were doing outside of just introducing her as a sex object Mm-hmm. I don't think they knew what they were doing with her much like they didn't know what they were doing with Hawkeye because he's a human who shoots a bow and arrow and that's that's it. And all I mean in all um I he was he was added as like hey let's let's put the guy from the Hurt Locker in there like he's mm-hmm. big like it's going to give us this kind of credence to like as the MCU is getting off the ground no we take we take this seriously we have good actors like mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. was kind of like unknown or not not unknown but he was not very respected at that time he, right uh, well, like he, Iron Man changed that very significantly just with that movie but building a franchise and moving forward like people made fun of Thor casting for mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston both of them were unknown um and they're like, ah, oh, let's get they I think that they thought that Jeremy Renner was gonna be a heavyweight as a presence. And he was he like he really ended up being sidelined by these people who became stars almost overnight mm-hmm. um in the Avengers, and especially like Robert Downey Jr. overshadowed everyone. But I think that that's kind of like that's one of the big problems. Like this guy's just he just has a bow and arrow. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. he has a family. We saw that in age of Ultron, but like he, he's not that cool. Like he has a bow and arrow. And, and I think that this show, you know, really takes us back to that question. It's like, this is why he's important. Um, mm-hmm. And we, we don't see that totally yet, but we do see him as a dad, as a human. Like we know he's just trying to get home for Christmas and it's great. It's like, it's, we're not worried about the multiverse. We're not worried about like, the end of the world we're not worried about a, sol- a super soldier serum getting out into the world we're, he's mm-hmm. like he's just trying to get home and there's this 22 year old kid who's plucky and adores him and he is kind of annoyed by her mm-hmm. and like that's it it's like I'm, I'm in i'm in i'm super excited it i i feel like i, I saw an interview with um it wasn't is it raise thomas right raise Thomas, the the director or the writer of uh the Hawkeye. of the series show, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, R H Y S. Oh yeah, Riz. I would say Riz, Riz but Reese probably. Mr. Thomas, welcome back to Flower Film Show. You can't say any <laughs> pronounce anyone's name. <laughs> we we're just we're just from Oklahoma and Arkansas. Yeah. We just got normal names over here. Exactly. Uh anyway, it's Jewish though. But my ancestors are from like Sweden. So that's so what's kind of weird. You should you should probably know how to pronounce that. Pronounce what? Thomas's first name. Reese? I don't know. It feels Well, I overthought it because you were putting me on the <laughs> spot. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, don't turn this on me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, the, I the saw interview. an interview with yeah. him, and he was saying that I don't even freaking remember what I was going to say about that. <laughs> I. I'm so mad about this. We were talking, what were we about, talking about before this. We were talking about Clint Barton. Like the stakes are kind of not unimportant, but they're smaller. It's more local. Oh, oh, we were talking about them, and we we're talking we we're talking about that, and we were talking about Kate Bishop and her character. And yeah. he described it as as this being kind of like a, a buddy cop movie. And that's that's the feel that I'm getting so far. Kind of the the reluctant older partner who's like been around for a while, and then you've got the the rookie who who's just super excited and yep. and is just really green and very just jazzed to be there. And that's, it's that's so, and she, her performance is really contagious and it's just so hard not to like her. And I think that this I, yeah. is, this is really owed to, let's talk about like the crew real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the, some of the newcomers uh, in the cast. The directors are Burton and Birdie and they directed Troop Zero which is an Amazon prime, like mm-hmm. coming of age movie starring a girl scout troop or, yes. uh, or not starring, but it's featuring, it's about mm-hmm. a girl scout troop. And that was a huge hit. Like, I guess it came out last summer. It came last out. Year. Or was it two years ago? No, it came out last year. Okay. It was That's a quarantine I watch. I remember I watched it during the pandemic yep. or during like the early stage of the pandemic. And I, I really liked it. It has uh, Jim Gaffigan, Viola Davis, Allison Janney. Oh, what is that girl's name? McKenna Grace or Grace McKenna. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, she is, she plays young Carol Danvers in Captain Marvel. Mm. And she, she stars as the main, like the main girl. And it's it's really just kind of a it's a sweet story about you know this kid who's got a single dad who just is they're just trying their best and they want to be you know included and they they have this like kind of ragtag girl scout girl scout troop who um they're excluded for for all the wrong reasons not having mm. the right style or like not being rich enough all all kinds of being outcast essentially. So yeah, it was cute. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so you get, you have that kind of like heart at the mm-hmm. direct directing this endeavor. You have Reese Thomas. I'm just going to say Reese, uh, right. SNL documentary now experience writing. I believe on both of those it's written by Tanner Bean, who's the executive story editor and his, his experience is pretty interesting. One is a teen teen comedy about lacrosse called Versus. Um, one is a Christmas movie called Christmas Ever After. And um, the executive producer is Jonathan Igla, who was responsible for some of the writing on Bridgerton and Mad Men. So I think this is a and then and then Louis uh, Desposito and. Tran Tran and Kevin Feige, like the the staple Marvel producers, are all working on this. You, but I think that you get you have Mad Men, Bridgerton, SNL, Troop Zero. It's a really interesting combination that of experience that I feel like is working very well, or at least works really well in these first two episodes because you get you get heart, you get mm-hmm. coherence, you get hey, we're not spending too much time on this all this jargon like from the mcu because we get y'all are probably tired of that by now and i'm kind of tired of that Mm -hmm. um i just want to see i want to see some fresh blood 
I want to see some good dialogue. I get to see, I want to see, I don't know, just like something new. And I feel like this is new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm trying to think when, when was the last time in the MCU we got just, just regular people. Oh man. I mean, I guess technically we could argue that black widow is the case, but as we can tell based on her training, it was not the same. It was not the same thing. Yep. This feel this feels like, yeah, different in the sense of like the red, red broom and, uh, you know, widows and conspiracy. And like, Mm -hmm. I I like all those aspects of black widow quite a bit, but this is like, she, she got kicked out of, or not kicked out of college, but she destroyed public property on her (laughs) college campus, stuff like that. On a dare for a dare. For a dare. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a dumb 22 year old thing to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. She's just in a very fortunate position of privilege where her mom can just write a check and it's over with. Yep. Whereas if that if that was something I would have done, I would probably still be working off that debt. Exactly. Exactly. Same here. Same here. So, anywho, um, what were what were some of the big things that like stuck out to you in these first two episodes? The big things that stuck out to me. So, I, I mean, Haley's performance was great. I think she's she's funny. She has... It's funny to me that she's been acting for so long. And she's only a couple years younger than us. But in my mind, she is just... This, is she And she is a seasoned actor, really, at this point. I think she she really portrays the character of Kate Bishop. I mean, especially based on like, I haven't finished this comic book yet, but based on what I've seen, just kind of this, like, I don't want to say spunky. I feel like that's not the right word, but I feel, I mean, spunky, maybe just charismatic and funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, And she, I think that she probably has doubts, but so far she hasn't showed showed those and I think she's pretty like self-assured and is very confident in like her abilities right or else she wouldn't have put on the like the Ronin suit also I can't wait for her to find out that Clint was Ronin yep that'll be a that she'll she'll be that'll be devastating to her and 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 she'll kind of be the surrogate for like we assume that we we kind of assume that Laura Barton played by Linda Cardinelli doesn't know that he was Ronan either because they were all gone. Um, right. So it would be, it would be easy for him to just keep that under wrap, especially if he's to try to ashamed. Bury that secret. Yeah. Because the kids definitely don't know because they see the footage of Kate um, in the costume on TV and they're like, Whoa, that's a ninja and don't recognize that's Ronan. The guy who killed all these people in the mafia right. underworld around the world during the, the five years of the snap, you know, I'm glad we just didn't get jargon like that. I would have been like, no, I hate this. <laughs> right. But right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, you're right. And and she's like, mm, some people have called me like the best archer in the world. And like mm-hmm. she, it's just a very pure sort of like, I identify with her in terms of like watching, like 
I don't know what would be your experience as far as this goes. But when I saw Spider-Man 2 in theaters, I was like, that is the coolest thing. Like, I wish I wish I lived in New York. I wish I could, like, live in this world where I could do stuff like this and, you know, like, be a superhero. And I think mm-hmm. that on a really elemental level, Kate taps into that. Like, these young viewers are watching and she's the surrogate for um, all these all these kids who are like, I want to be a superhero. I think that's so cool. And it's like, you know what? Like take martial arts classes, take archery, take like mm-hmm. um, self-defense and fencing. Like they made fencing look kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I agree. And I mean, again, I don't, I, I, we talked about, you know, pandering to like social issues. I don't think this is pandering to like, we need another female character. I think someone could make that argument if they really wanted to. But like as you were talking about, like, you know, you know, little Isaac watching Spider-Man 2 yep. and, and seeing Toby Maguire, you know, as Spider-Man flying through the flying through New York City, that's super cool. And that's really exciting. But like, you know, for now there are obviously there are girls who are gonna be like, I can do that too. Yeah, or I want to sure. do that too. And we see that with you know Spider Gwen. But like with this, like, okay, we've got a we've got a a girl who is self assured and is hardworking and is funny and says like so much self respect. That's I think that's like one of the big defining like characteristics for her. Even in the comics, there are moments where she's trying to figure out who she is as a young person. Sure, but she is so like she's the one who is telling Clint like you need to get your shit together. Like, right. Like you are, this is pathetic. Like <laughs> the way you're living. And, um, and you, we see glimpses of that when she's telling him like, uh, you don't have, you don't have a brand. And he kind of laughs at her and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is, is a different direction. It, it's just a different approach to this, this female character compared to other female characters we've seen. Right. Like with black widow, she, she was, I think, self-assured. Like she was confident in her abilities as a spy, mm-hmm. as Black Widow, but not who she was as a person. All right, because she was never given room to be a person. Yes. And with with Captain Marvel, with Carol Danvers, the whole time she has no idea who she is, so she's just questioning everything mm-hmm. and questioning who she is. And, and and I imagine we'll see that unfold more when we see the like when the marvels comes out yes this is and with scarlet witch too like with wanda right she just like because of the massive amount of trauma she's experienced she is is really at the end of the day just a scared little kid yeah with with kate however is, is just a stark contrast of someone who is so self-assured already at such a young age and now part of that is she's 22 and thinks she's invincible yeah but i mean most most 22 year olds think that to a certain extent even if they are you know anxious or doubt themselves but i think that that she for the most part is is very much true to herself and and has an understanding of who she is and and stands up for what she believes and and is willing to risk things in order to 
get what she wants. Like when mm-hmm. she goes into that uh, that that gala or whatever that that charity event thing, and she's in that like secret, sketchy underground auction, mm-hmm. and she's caught by the by Gary, the guy who's yeah. like in charge of of the wait staff, and she's able to kind of just like turn on a dime and like be this like that's the problem, Gary. Yeah, which is like humorous, but also really. And then, well, she goes to her aunt's apartment and she is like, "Hey, I got a pizza." Um, and they're like, "What?" And then she like rings all these people, and finally, someone lets her in, and she just like shrugs to Clint. I thought that was so clever, and like it's little moments like that where she's we get a sense of what kind of person she is. Yeah, she's clever. She thinks on her feet. Not that the the other characters I mentioned don't. But I think she's she's funny and it's it's doesn't feel forced, you know, like it feels genuine. Whereas I think that there were moments with like Captain Marvel, it was like it felt like they were forcing comedic timing that just wasn't wasn't good. And again, I say we've talked about this before. I say that as someone who who does love Captain Marvel, but this feels much more genuine and authentic and just easy. Yes, I've I've two thoughts, like just based on what you said, or three maybe. One, I feel like the person closest to Kate Bishop in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Hope Lang, because she's like she doesn't care about how she looks. She just like she gets in, she gets the job done. She is really really confident. She's like one of those rare female characters in the MCU who's not like marked by trauma. That's like, cause like you just said like Scarlet or Scarlet Witch, but uh, Black Widow too, like the two mm-hmm. and even like Gamora and Nebula, yeah. like all these women is like, how about we have some characters, some female characters who are not marked by trauma in the way that like men have ab- abused them in the past. It's like, we kind of get it. Like, let's, let's, you know, move away and, uh, like that's not all women are in these stories. And right. I think I think that's another reason why Kate Bishop is such a breath of fresh air. And it would have been right. this show, it would have been so easy for her to be really annoying and reckless. Mm-hmm. And she, the writing and the directing and her performance all walking this really fine line. It's like impressive because she could have been really annoying and we would have been like almost rooting against her in some moments <laughs> so like because we've seen it in so many places where like even in spider-man homecoming he has moments where we're like dude don't do that like that's stupid that's boneheaded right. and like he has to fail but you can tell that she's like failed a little bit mm-hmm. but uh and she's getting beat up and all that stuff but she's like just she's like two steps ahead of where Spider-Man was in Homecoming. And I think that that's right. just so, that is so clever and um, really the right creative decision for right. the show. Yeah. And part of that is, you know, Peter's supposed to be like 16, right? In Homecoming, whereas she's 22. So part of that is, is she's a little bit older and he's been around the block a little bit longer. But also like you see her, like she, she's not like free of, of trauma, right? Like, Living through the events of the first Avengers movie would be traumatic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
and losing... and I didn't want to make light of that. Um, no, I just and meant, I didn't like think... as an overarching thing with those other characters. Yeah, right. No, no, no. no. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think you were making light of those of those events that have happened to her. Uh, I, I I didn't think that at all. She. Those those are like. I don't want to say more normal. Like obviously, an alien invasion is not normal, but but losing mm. your father is oh, a yeah, little yeah, more normal yeah. like sure. everyone's everyone's going to experience that at some point right uh or or you know even losing your father at a young age like she was she was like 10 or 11 whenever that happened mm-hmm. and that's i mean that's hard on on anyone at any age but especially a little kid yeah yet she like you said is is able to kind of i guess i'm sure we're going to talk about that more as the show goes on but it seems like by all accounts she's a typical normal kid Mm -hmm. not you know marred by trauma which is it is it is just nice to see like a, a normal person who in the mcu who doesn't have this like crazy horrific thing happen to them and it's like oh my god okay you know we get it like yeah it is right. sad, and but it but I think that we get kind of like the the opening credits of the first episode. You see, she went into gymnastics, she took archery lessons, she did um, fencing, like all this stuff, mm-hmm. and channeled this sort of fear into like, well, I'm gonna get ready because I want to be a hero. Obviously, like Hawkeye inspired her in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I which I just I thought that that was a that was cool that they're like she was channeling it into something um and kind of being ready because she knew that there was going to be danger in the future so right which she also had the opportunity to do that whereas you know the the other characters we've mentioned did not like wanda didn't carol danvers didn't you know gamora didn't nebula didn't none of them had the opportunity to do that they they were not given room to process their emotions and then channel all that into gymnastics like healthy yeah outlets healthy outlets right like like that those things can be unhealthy but for the most part it seems like this was was healthy i don't know how much of being wanting to be a superhero is is healthy but Whatever. Have you That's... seen r- real quick sidebar? Have you seen some of those uh, Instagram reels or TikToks of like Batman beating up a homeless person for having an ounce of cocaine <laughs> or something like that? And Robin's like, "Man, I think you got him!" And, and it's just Batman. <laughs> like, <laughs> I haven't seen those, but I've seen it where it's like um, Batman is like tell me where the joker is and it'll show a picture of a guy who's like everything is broken yeah and every every part of his body yeah, is he's broken like, and he's like talk I, to yeah. me yeah. yeah yeah but you you reminded me of that whenever <laughs> so like you have a healthy outlet like i don't know if it's healthy if you want to be a vigilante but um, right yeah I, I let's mean, let's talk about okay so a couple new characters one who appears yes. at the end of the episode one who be appears at the beginning or relatively close to the beginning. Um, Tony Dalton plays Jack Duquesne, who is the swordsman in Marvel comics. 
and he's kind of an anti-hero. Sometimes he's a villain. Sometimes he's helping the Avengers. What do you think about him, his performance? How? What do you think shaken up for uh, this story and his role in it? I think... I think he's hiding something. Clearly, he he's kind of sketchy, and they're making that very evident that there's something going on there. I don't know much about like the character of the sword, the swordsman. Uh, you telling me he's an antihero is, is I didn't know that that this character was actually had a a title. Yes, uh, and you'll you'll see him in um, the I think the second or third chapter. Of the Matt okay. Fraction comics. Okay. So yep. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. But uh yeah, I don't I don't really know what to think of him yet. I don't trust him, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Neither I, does Kate Bishop. Neither does Kate Bishop. And yeah, that's all I that's all I have right now. I think he had something to do with the death of his uncle. Yep. Was that his uncle? Yes. Yes. Um our, our mom. Armand- Armand Duquesne the third. third. Yeah. I think he had something to do with that death. Yep. The fact that he at... stole a sword at the auction and then his uncle was dead via sword, sword wound. And you see him later have the same Armand the third uh butterscotch candy. Yep. I mean, all evidence is pointing that he had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't what do you think about him? I think I, I like Tony Dalton. I haven't seen him in that many other things. Uh, I've heard he's really good in Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. Is I wonder if he's in... I've only seen the first two seasons of Better Call Saul, so I need to fix that. Um, what? Yeah, so I, I don't know. I like his performance so far. I think that if it ends up... If he ends up being a villain who... And the Swordsman, I think that's one of those roles where he will operate in this little corner of New York city, maybe as like a, okay, I'm going to help you guys fight daredevil because he's infringing on like my business, you know, happening over here or like, I don't know. I'm actually going to fight you daredevil like that. that, I feel like he's going to be an ongoing character. I don't think that we will see, we will see his demise at the end of this season. We may, um, who knows, but, um, I just think swords are cool. I don't know if I've like mentioned that on the podcast <laughs> or with Eternals uh, and with how I really wanted Kit Harrington's uh, Dane Whitman character mm-hmm. to unleash the ebony blade and just wreak havoc on a bunch of people because there haven't been swords enough swords in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'm glad that they're getting another person who can do swords. A, a swordsman. Yeah. The, sword. the swordsman. Yeah. It's like in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean where the two guys are like, sword, and they're like all trading swords, fighting oh, different yeah. people. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Nice. Man, I need to revisit those movies. Anyway, yeah. So I don't I don't really have any thoughts on, on Jack. So um, those are all my thoughts. Did you know that Vera Farmiga was going to be in this? Yes. Okay. And I love her. She's great. She is so good. Uh, yeah, she's... She's in the the Conjuring movies, right? Mm-hmm. And we then, watched we watched one and two recently, and yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great. I've seen I've only seen the first one. It was not my choice. It was something that was forced upon me at movie night. <laughs> so um, 
I was not excited about it. And they made fun of me the whole time because they were like, it's not scary. And I was like, what are you talking about? Of course, it's scary. Yep. But whatever. Anyway, whatever. she's great in it. She's also kind of she's kind of a scream queen. Yeah. Yeah, she she's is. In, she's in. OK, I can't ever remember if it's the orphan or just orphan. Oh, yeah. But have you seen that movie? No, but like I forgot. Okay. I knew that she was in that for. Yeah, whatever. that movie is messed up and it's yeah. really good. It's not a horror, but it's more. I think it's more of a like a thriller. Uh-huh. But it there were definitely some scary like I jumped a couple times, but that doesn't really say much. She's also in. Did you ever watch Bates Motel? No. Okay. She's in. Did, that. did you watch all of Bates Motel? No, I didn't finish. I want to finish it. I was talking I to someone to... recently who watched like all of it and they loved it. I can't remember who it was. But every yeah. time I started it, I like school just got in the way. Yeah. So what's Story new? Of Story yeah. of my life. But yeah. Also, did you know that Rihanna's in? I think the last season. Of. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, somewhat golly, who was telling me about this? It might have been Walter. Oh, really? He was like, he was like, Yeah, we watched all of it. It was so interesting. And like Rihanna's in the last season. Yeah, I can't remember this she, is gonna bug me. Dang she it. literally, I, I I saw something about it one time where she apparently had like tweeted that she loved Bates Motel, like it was her favorite show. Yeah. And and the producers were like, Hey, do you do you want to like do a cameo or anything? And she was like, Absolutely, I do. And that's how she got in, got got on to the show. Anyway, nice, nice. nice. Ira Faminga is in it. She plays Norma Bates, and mm-hmm. which is Norma ba- Norman Bates's mom. And yeah. so it's. Have you seen Psycho? No, you know I really what happens to her? It. I do know what happens. Okay, gotcha. I do do they show happens. it in Bates Motel? I don't. I haven't finished it, so I don't know. Gotcha. I don't know if they show it at the end, but um it's it's really it's it's very much psychological so i of course really appreciated it yep anyway um we did she plays eleanor bishop sorry i interrupted you no you're fine you're fine eleanor bishop i think she's doing it's it's um i think that the like one of my only like nitpicks so far is that they could have done um Sorry, Sandor's chewing something. He's not supposed to be chewing. Hold on a second. <laughs> Isaac is getting up to check on his cat that is chewing something. He that would have been an expensive Sandor. loss. So thank you. Thank you for Sorry. the intermission. Um, you're, you're welcome. I was just describing what you were doing. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I a... didn't know what you were going to talk about. So I didn't want to start talking about something completely yes. different. And thank then you. you got back and I was like, uh, we're on a completely different thing now. It was um, this like light vest that you wear when you're running or hiking in the dark, ah. and it's not cheap. And he was chewing one of the light cords. So, um, yeah, one of my only complaints is like she. We've seen her be such a good actor in so many different arenas and performances, Conjuring and Bates Motel, and um, Up in the Air. She's great in I. Mm-hmm. I like parts of that movie and I really like her performance. Um, and she doesn't seem like she's at her full power. And that's probably just because this is a Disney Marvel formula. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
that might change in the next couple episodes. So I oh I forgot she was in the mini Saints of New York. She plays Yeah, she's uh Olivia Soprano. Yeah. She plays Tony's mom. I forgot she was in that. I haven't seen that yet. I I agree. She she hasn't had a whole lot of screen time. I imagine as we get closer to the end of the series, there will be some sort of falling out with her and Kate. Here's my thing. I think she, I, my theory is she's going to end up being the bad guy. And yeah, I don't know why I have this idea. Um, What is Madam Mask? Mm -hmm. I, saw i saw a theory online that said that they're thinking she might be madam mask hmm. which would be fascinating yeah to me because madam mask is in this comic book that we were talking about yes but madam mask has the ability to basically kind of a kind of like mystique and is able to transform into whoever whoever she sees i think that's my understanding i could be wrong on that so in the in this run of comics in this run of hawkeye comics that's mm-hmm. not her ability okay um but in other iterations that might be her okay. her power but yeah no that's interesting i hadn't really thought that she might be the one behind this uh-huh. because she seems to be a very powerful woman slash ceo of right this company and uh seems like she would be aware of dark goings on with um her fiance (laughs) and like oh i don't know the police will handle it that is kind of uh, suspicious like hey this guy was kind of frustrated with me now he's dead so that's one less problem for me to deal with right yeah so i I don't know armand duquesne the third when he was killed yep of at least seven this is really I, random, but yes. do you remember Hawkeye's sword being retractable? No, I actually said that. I watched it with my mom and my brother, and I was like, I do not remember that being retractable. Because but it's I remember so much cooler. In, well, I well, I think it's not as cool retractable. Okay. But that's okay. We can disagree on that. I just like I'm I'm glad that you caught that because when they like he like retracted it, I was like, wait a second, because you see Ronan like you see thing. him like wearing it like yeah. as a as a non-retractable sword slash katana like on his back when he right. and um, Natasha go to Vormir. And, and I was like, and, that's like a sword sword, not like a... Yeah. And he does that thing where he like, he wipes the blood off on his yes. sleeve. That was a cool scene. Yeah, Very cool. But no, I did not remember that. And I, I seriously was like, why? What? Why is it retractable? I kind of think it's cool that it's retractable because then it's like easier to hide. It is. But I don't know. I, I don't imagine know. If, it, if a real sword was retractable, it'd be super cheap and, and kind of yeah. crappy. I'm kinda a sword. Like, I'm a sword guy and I just have problems with this. <laughs> okay. That's, that's fine. It kind of, it kind of reminded me of, you know, those like cheap, like. Yeah. Knives out when Chris state. Hemsworth tries to kill Anna Diarmas. Like. Hemsworth? <laughs> Chris uh, Evans, dang it! Come dang on, it. there's so many Chris's. It's hard to keep up, keep up yep. with them. I get it. Keeping yep. up with the Chris's. Christopher Columbus, you know, <laughs> that guy. Our, our least favorite Christopher. Our least, yeah, least <laughs> favorite Christopher for sure. Yeah. Um, 
anyway. We got to yeah. look at um, uh, Alaquah Cox, who plays Echo. I don't even know. Yes, Echo. But okay. her character's name is Maya. Uh, well, stand by. Stand by. Standing by. So Lopez. Maya Lopez. Yep. Do, what do you know about Echo? Because I, I just Nothing. happened to I know Google she's it. deaf and she's Native American. And okay. that's all I know. So here's a fun little tidbit that I, I did or uh, that I found as I did a Google search. And by Google search, I mean, I went to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. She is the adoptive daughter of Kingpin. Interesting. Okay. So I, that's literally all I know about her. But I think that that's very fascinating because people are very much wanting Kingpin to show up. Yep. They're, Which yeah. would be- They're wanting Kingpin and- uh charlie cox daredevil to come Mm -hmm. back yeah and i would love that a whole lot oh she has a lot she i'm just scrolling through wikipedia right now and apparently she and and matt murdoch have a have a relationship a romantic relationship oh sure yeah that's not surprising no and at some point she takes on the moniker of ronin Yes, I did. I did see that. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see. That that would be really interesting. Yeah, if she ends up becoming Ronan as Kate Bishop becomes Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah, so she'll be. I think it's cool that that within less than a month of, like within less than a month, we get two characters who are are deaf. And yes, Makari's the other one, Eternals. Yeah, so I think that's super cool. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see how this character of Echo and like what what she brings to the table. Yeah, and um, she seems to be like a big bad, but there could be multiple big bads going on. Yeah, I don't know if this the show may end up having like a kind of implausible. Uh, plot or finale you know with with just how everything shakes out but i uh, am kind of basking in the glow of how much i enjoyed these first two episodes so yeah me too okay are are we gonna see florence pew show up florence pew is listed as appearing in four episodes of this shut series. up for real yes on imdb i i thought that was significant because i didn't realize it until just now but yes there's only four episodes left so exactly so she's she's going to be in the next one i bet she will be in this the very last moments of episode three and then she will probably be a main contender in four five and six i i will believe that when i see it who knows i i i want it to happen because as as you are well aware of and anyone who has talked to me in the past year, I love Florence Pugh. So yep. very Pew, much Pew. a fan. Pew Pew. Pew Pew. That's what I have Pew, to say. Pew Pew and Stan Stanfield. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Pew Pew and Stan Stanfield. That's the future that's young something. Avengers. I'm raising to, my empty milk. To the future to you. <laughs> of the young Avengers. Whatever. Cheers. Um is there anything else we need to cover? I think the last thing I wanted to mention, and this would have been good to mention at the top, but <laughs> the thesis for this show is really for for me is when they are walking right before, as we discussed, like the 
the kid's like, look at superhero. And they both turn expecting him to be talking about a Hawkeye. And he runs up to some costume people and looks past Hawkeye. She goes right before, right before that, she goes after the whole New York thing, people don't want that cynical, cool thing anymore. They want sincerity, not self seriousness, but hard on your sleeve sincerity. You are contained. You keep your cards close to your vest, which you wear under your suit of armor, which you wear under like 16 other layers of protection, all of which under finally is your heart. So yeah, not exactly on your sleeve. And he's like, <laughs> so guarded. He's looking around. He's like making sure that the Russian tra- mm-hmm. or the tracksuit mafia is not coming for them. And he says, I'm not trying to sell anything. And she says, you do anyway. And he says, what am I selling? And she says, inspiration. So, and she's like, and that's kind of like that scene ends with her just saying that. And then she's like, Oh, that's as comfortable or that's as far as I want to go because I'm mm-hmm. not ready to tell you like how much you inspired me. Um, right. And Which I'm sure we'll have that moment later. Absolutely. Um, and this is the truth. This is the other thing that like, I kind of expected Ant-Man to be a much more mentor mentee type of movie mm-hmm. than it ended up being. And we're getting it here. And I am a sucker for those kinds of uh, stories. Yeah. So, but that's what this show is about. It's like, we're not trying to be cool. We're trying to be sincere. And um, they got the right lead actress for it. Instead, yeah. For sure. I, as as she was saying that, I had the image of Batman pop into my head because he's mysterious. Where's he, the Joker? <laughs> where's the Joker? Where is he? Uh, I think he's good, man. <laughs> I, I, I think you got him, man. <laughs> Tell me. Um. Anyway, I think that yeah. I mean, and that's kind of we don't know anything about Hawkeye. We know that he has a family, but okay. What What else do yeah, we know about exactly. him? Whereas with and, and again, that's a part of just the way it has kind of shaken out over the past ten years. Is we've gotten to know every other character, including Black Widow, which we didn't get to know until you know. Age of Ultron, and then again with her own movie that came out earlier this year, right? But we finally got to know her. But we don't, I don't know anything about him. So, yeah. Uh, it, I think that, yeah. yeah. It, it, poor branding really is what screwed him. Well, and it's, and, and I feel like, yeah, that's like them dissecting, like, well, now why haven't you had your own movie? Like, without saying that. Right. Um, why haven't you had your own TV show right. so far? Um, and then kind of, they're kind of poking fun at Marvel in that sense. So, yes. Yeah. Which so, great. yeah. Looking forward to the next several episodes. Uh, this will be fun. This will be fun because, like, Succession is now my Sunday night show. Wheel of Time is my Wednesday night show. And uh, Hawkeye is my second Wednesday night show. So, I'm excited to have some like regular TV coming out. I, and I know we've talked about this before with like WandaVision and the other Marvel shows, but I really kind of love that it only comes out one episode at a time. Yep. Cause then it works. It have, works really well. It's smart. Yeah. You have time to, to watch it and see other people react to it as well. Whereas, you know, like, like a really popular show that, that came out recently for the third season was you, right? The show you. Mm-hmm. And, Man, if you didn't binge it immediately, you like missed out. Oh yeah. Like like I haven't finished it and I like don't even want to finish it at this point cuz 
the hype is passed. The hype is passed and everyone's over it now. And it's just like, well, maybe I'll get to it. Whereas with this, it's like, okay, I can, if I get an episode behind, that's okay. I can, I can still like get caught up and get on the hype train with everyone. Absolutely. Yep. I think, I think you're totally right. And that's one thing that I think it was really, it was really contentious. And it's crazy to think about it was just this year when um, WandaVision was going to air or debut. But people were like, I can't believe they're not doing it all at once. Like blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And it's so smart that Mm -hmm. (laughs) that Disney's doing that and not dropping it all at once like Netflix. Amazon does that too. They they'll do two or three at a time and then they'll be like, hey, tune in next week. We'll drop it. They did that with the boys. And Invincible. Yep. And Invincible and and Disney got to to kind of do a trial run of that with the Mandalorian, right? Like that's true. That was yeah. cool with the Mandalorian, and I think that they saw that the buzz that they got because because instead of getting you know a week or two's worth of of people talking about it online, they got every single week, and they knew people were tuning in. Yeah, for sure. So I think it's it's honestly smarter marketing. Very smart. Um. Yeah. Looking forward to this. Looking forward. To- We'll reconvene in two weeks to talk about episode four. I'm sure we'll be, uh, that'll be the fun conversation talking about how Yelena Belova's uh, role is going to play out and uh, yes. love to see her so and uh, Haley fight. That'd be fun. I kind of just want to see them like being a bunch of smart alecks to each other. Oh yeah, for sure. Like just a bunch of smart asses. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. I'm It'll so excited. Awesome. Yeah. Um, any closing thoughts, Hawkeye, Olivia? No, I'm glad that that we've we got to talk about this tonight. I'm I'm excited to hear what other people think about it. Uh, I haven't really had the chance to talk to anyone about it yet, so uh, I can't wait to hear what anyone out there in the world has to say about it. Yeah, let us know. This is going up right after uh, we finish recording. So, um, oh, and there was going to be like one other thing I was going to say, and I can't remember, but. This is going up. Olivia, thank you for tuning in. Oh, it was, it was, I think you'll be done with the comic by the time we record um, yes. episode four. Because yeah. there are, there are some like story threads that I don't want to mention because I don't want to give them away to you here okay. that are kind of paralleling some of the things that are happening in the show. Okay. So that'll be interesting to see what your take is uh, yeah. once you finish it and we have episode three, episodes three and four under our belts. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep you posted on it as I read it. And then we'll of course talk about it on mic once, once we reconvene for episode four. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Please share this with anyone you know who loves the Marvel Cinematic Universe or Hawkeye. And uh, please let them know that we will be covering episodes uh, four in the finale as well. And uh, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Our handle is flyover film country all one word no lower cases and all lower cases no no (laughs) no spaces that's what i meant to say (laughs) and we will see you guys in two weeks y'all stay fresh and uh trying to get the thwip 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 and thwip thwip and thwip there you go there you go